Father, we do pray that those words of Jesus in that great prayer uttered from his heart may resonate in our hearts too. That we might learn what it means to live in the unity of your love. To be in you, to be with you, and to be for one another. Light a, fire, a flame of love, we pray. Kindle that fire that we may indeed burn with love for one another and love for you, for Jesus' sake and for the sake of his gospel in this world. Amen. It's very powerful the way the collect takes up this, the essence of this reading, that the unity that God desires for us is not something that we can achieve by our own efforts, although those are important. That in the collect it speaks about seeking that unity which is your gift and is your will. It is God's gift to his church because he's a gracious God and he wants others around who are not part of this church now, God's church worldwide, to see something of the quality of our relationships, our capacity to forgive and to be reconciled with one another, to love one another in a way that is so deeply profound that it becomes profoundly attractive to others who are longing to be in a community where they are accepted for who they are and loved beyond any conditions. That unity that we are, is God's will for us and is God's gift for us is expressed perfectly in the nature of God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. It is a mystery beyond anything we can ever begin to think about and that's why we're really reliant and helped hugely by symbolism and as you might well have seen in the uh, Trinity Chapel there there is a Celtic knot uh, a symbol of the unity of the Father Son and Holy Spirit which I've brought out for you all to see this Celtic knot is something that I asked Barbara Tooby if she would uh, draw and paint for us using what is traditionally known as the colours of the Trinity. The colours of the sun in the earthy brown, recognising his unity with God's creation and this world. The colour of the spirit, the green, that speaks of that growth and life that the spirit brings and the purple, the colour of majesty, of God's awesome creative power and his holiness. And they're all united in this never-ending circle of lines, united together by this one colour of blue that goes all the way through every part of the other lines in a way that is very difficult to work out, <laughs> just like the Trinity and love 
but it represents the circle, the never-ending circle of love that runs through the heart of God. And it's into that love and into that circle of love that you and I and everyone who will come and place themselves, abandon themselves, surrender themselves to God is invited to be drawn. And in the Lady Chapel there you'll see a book by Henri Nguyen. No, not by Henri Nguyen, it quotes Henri Nguyen by another theologian called The Circle of Love. And that relates particularly to the icon of the Trinity that's in there that also speaks of the nature of God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit with the invitation to be drawn into that love. And that's where the colours of this Trinity come from. What struck me about this is that there is within the unity of the Godhead, the Father, Son and Holy Spirit, uh, distinctions. There There is three persons within the one God. And yet there is complete unity. And Jesus wants those who believe in in him, that is us, to be drawn into and know that unity. May they be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. And that's an incredibly powerful thing for us to uh, recognise as we move forward in our lives and as we look back in our lives as well. I wonder how many people here have been uh, experienced and have been part of different churches in this country or maybe overseas as well. You've been part of things. Now we gather together here within the Anglican family but many of you, I guess, will have been to different denominations as well. Maybe still do go to different denominations, but you'd say your heart is... How many people, just put your hand up, have been to different, have been part of different denominations? Just look around, everybody. Just look around. I'd say that's more than half of this congregation. And my guess is that if I did that with every different congregation, four different congregations at Christchurch, we'd have about the same percentage. We are an ecumenical project. <laughs> we are unity in diversity. And I just wanted to ask Anne if she'd come forward for a second and share um, something of her experience of being in different churches as well. Can I ask you just to share a little bit about your experience of going to different churches and what what you found particularly special about those? What was uh, your history of being in different churches? So as a child, I grew up in an Anglican church and then I have sandwiched other churches, house church and brethren church in between Anglican church and Anglican church. And actually it's the fellowship with other believers that is the essence of my worship, I would say, in all those mm. churches. Which churches did you go to? Um, their names? Yeah, no, just the denomination. Oh, um, well, a house church, Sandville Christian Fellowship, which I think has become Black Horse Fellowship, quite local to this area, and a Brethren Church in Southmead, and in Exeter, where I was previously, an Anglican church, and as a child, an Anglican church. Right. 
Great. And I keep coming back to the Anglican Church because I love the liturgy. Yes, good. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you. So when we think about our unity and within that, that diversity that we have, it is within the context of Christian unity. And in a moment, I'm going to invite us, uh, those people especially who have put your hands up, you've been to different denominations, to come and to uh, light a different candle. Because as you can see here, there are different candles um, that are able to symbolize different sort of different churches. There's a, a tall orange one, which is quite thin. I'm not beginning to try and describe <laughs> Not 
written it down here, can't quite remember. Let your, let, sorry, let my heart always welcome your love. That's it. Let my heart always welcome your love, because that's the place in which we experience the unity in Christ and God's love. So, in an Anglican orderly fashion, as you feel moved by the Holy Spirit and are free to spontaneously respond in the charismatic tradition. <laughs> uh, I'd like uh, any who'd like to from different denominations to come forward as we hear this and uh, there's a little lighter here.